Hey everybody, this is Dave Engel. How y'all doing? Sorry, it's been a while. Uh, the episodes have not been coming as fluidly. In large part, this is my fault. I have been slacking in my editing duties. Um, I heard a writer once say that I respect a lot um, when, when he was asked in an interview why he hadn't put out any writing for about five years. He said that he had kids and he was getting ready to start writing again. Uh, and that's kind of where I find myself. And so this episode will be my last episode. And everyone, uh, we're leaving on good terms. Todd and Matt are ha have been friends of mine for over 20 years. And uh, I love them. And they're wonderful. They've always been big cheerleaders of me and my work. Uh, always been great friends. And I can't imagine this is the last thing we're going to do together uh, or the last time you may hear all of us. But for right now, I need to focus uh, more on my family, uh, my kids. But I want to thank you for listening. Uh, and I want to thank them for being such great friends and uh, great partners in this endeavor. And who knows? Who knows what will happen after this? You may hear me again. You may see me as an angel on top of your Christmas tree, winking at you. So, uh, have a good one, and we'll talk to you soon. The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, Pokemon A Go Go, Habitat versus Humanity, Slow Motion Kitchen Disasters, and $300 Shamrock Shakes. And now, three guys who put the fun in funeral, here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barazzi in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast whose tentacles just squirtled in your meowth. Ugh. How about that? <laughs> How about that? You guys playing, you guys playing the Pokemans? Uh... I have it. I did it with my daughter. It did make me walk farther. I, I, I took Ellie. I took my dog on a walk with Ellie, and normally we go around the block for ten minutes. And we actually walked about two and a half miles to the point where my dog was like, "Please take me home." Like he had a heat stroke, and I was just dragging to, a bloody leash. I was starting to chafe between my legs. Uh, but I haven't gotten. Oh. I haven't got. I wish. I haven't gotten addicted to do it yet. There's not enough in my neighborhood. Like, i got to walk a really far way to find something, and so I give up. Oh, right, because you're in a bedroom community. Yeah. And it's all schools, public art, cemeteries and churches and yeah. parks. And then when I do find, like, when we go on a walk and we find one, it's in someone's backyard. Well, I'm going to get, I'm not going to walk through, I'm not going to trespass. <laughs> Stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those stand your ground Western suburb laws in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so it hasn't taken hold here in the house. I mean, we've had a little bit of fun with it, but we're not we're not meeting neighbors and connecting with people 
uh, like other people are, or being part of a mob scene in Central Park when a rare Pokemon oh my shows God. up. That looked crazy. That looked that looked that made me sad. That looked it like was, so much fun. It, they, it was a mob scene, but it was nonviolent, right? It, it didn't it didn't get ugly, did it? <laughs> no, right. it wasn't. It wasn't Texas. It wasn't right. Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, no, I think everyone. Well, by the way, uh, you can't commit much violence when you're staring at your cell phone, right? Like nobody was looking at each other. They were all just staring at their cell phones and walking into traffic. Right. The worst thing would be if somebody turned an ankle or got trampled. You know, I guess somebody could get trampled, but it's not like, hey, look, a geodude. Let's kill some cops. It's not like that. (laughs) Yeah. It reminded me of SantaCon a little bit, um, which I understand that SantaCon is nothing like this, that that video of Central Park Mm -hmm. where everyone Uh was doing the thing. But it had that spirit of just hundreds and hundreds of people with a common interest acting, behaving like idiots. I'm supposed to go, uh, I'm taking some classes right now. I'm supposed to go with my cohort, like with my adult cohort down to the lake and to hunt for Pokemon. Cause everybody's, everybody's on Pokemon and everybody's playing it during class. And somebody today was like, Hey, there's a bunch of Pokemon over there. Let's go after class. Like instead of going out for drinks after we're going to go hunt Pokemon, all people between the ages of like 25 and 45. I the only thing I want to do is I I want to put Pokemon in bizarre places, but I don't think I have the patience to go and get the points so that I can do that. Mm. I'd like to uh, bait people into going to desolate locations and rob them, but I don't think I have the patience. Right? Is there a lot of is there a lot of uh, Pokemon like in like bad neighborhoods? No, I, there's just like this ridiculous moral panic about the game in a way that I haven't seen in forever. I guess when Grand Theft Auto came out, everybody was like, think of the children. But it's amazing. Now, we're one, as we're recording this, we're one weekend. So I guess but there's a distinct possibility that when this show drops, Pokemon will be over. Because <laughs> I'm already a little bored and it's only been a week. But to hear people complain about it, you'd think it was something besides... A cross between a video game and geocaching, which is all, all it is. You know, it's a video game people really like that makes you walk. And everybody's right. acting like it's, it's you know, you got to eat babies to power the game. Unbelievable. <laughs> and I was, in, I was right. in a park, and there were a bunch of families walking around playing it, a bunch of couples walking around playing it. And I saw an old couple walking down the street, and they saw a young couple playing it, and they walked up to them. And I heard mumble, mumble, mumble. I heard the old people say, are you playing Pokemon? And then I heard... Mumble, mumble, and then the young guy said, yeah, the Holocaust Museum. And so what happened was the young, the old people walked up to the young people and said, are you playing Pokemon? I heard it's ruining the Holocaust Museum. And, like, that's where, it's. The, I don't know if it's the media that's to blame or, or old people. But well, the first couple of days, all you heard about was people getting robbed because, you know, they're playing Pokemon or that the girl, there's a girl here in Chicago in the suburbs that, a 15-year-old girl who walked across the street and got hit by a car because she was looking at her phone trying to chase a Pokemon. You know, the mom was mad because the game made her go into a neighborhood she doesn't normally go into. The game made her. Yeah, well, it made her. It uh, did make her. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> got to play the game. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, the, but the like, media... That's funny because the media, like when it was on the news, they never called the mom out on that. Like, they never said... They never posed the question, well... How did the game make her, or why couldn't your daughter, your fifteen-year-old daughter, have made her own decision to 
to look both ways before crossing the street. And instead, they went with the fact that, oh, yeah, you're right. This game is could be dangerous to teens and children. Absolutely. It's a pair of cybernetic pants that you put on, and it just carries you places. All right. <laughs> Up next, a skiing squirrel. <laughs> um, yeah, that... It's it's ridiculous, and it, they, everyone acts like it's the first time kids have not, or or adults, have not paid attention to their surroundings because be, because of a phone, right. or it's the first time that people have not paid attention to their surroundings, ever. I remember people getting killed in Chicago when I was in college, like people cross the crosswalks, not paying attention, getting pummeled to death. By yeah, cars. I'm relatively like, sure people got hit before by cars cell phones. before Pokemon Go. Yeah, well, before cell phones is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, there are always going to be new and impressive ways that people um, use to kill themselves, but it doesn't mean that we've invented killing ourselves. It's just a new and different way to do it. <laughs> Frankly, I'm excited because I'm sick of hearing about people just killing themselves by texting. <laughs> Finally. Finally, a new way. Thanks, Pokemon. <laughs> now it's time for Animal Crackups. That's the segment of the show where no animals were harmed in the making mm. of this segment. Well, actually, one. <laughs> one. <laughs> so, you may recall in our last non-climbing episode that uh, <laughs> uh, I was showing dead Babies, uh, wait, no, showing dead what? bunnies to babies? Dead bunnies to babies, yes. Yeah, you, that's better than the other way around, I suppose. Did you, yeah. you didn't let them pet the bunnies, did you? Or like, no, I did not let them pet, pet the dead bunnies, I just showed them the soggy dead bunnies and said they were sleeping uh, in a pile of weevils <laughs> and maggots, but uh, uh, no, they did not pet the dead bunnies, and I, and I did delete the photos of them smiling and pointing at the dead bunnies. I guess I started a streak of luck with animals. The other day I was out at my cousin's out in the country and we were having a barbecue and I saw that he's got some incredible climbing trees and I had my climbing stuff in the car. So I went and put on my climbing shoes and started started heading up this tree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just blowing off some steam. Like, uh, I'm in a tree. Well, right. I mean, we all live in a sort of hyper-civilized world and I live in the city and sometimes you just need to I don't know, climb a tree, or whatever, right. or run, or drink, or whatever, but sometimes you need to shake off civility. Right. So I'm climbing a tree, feeling pretty good about it. And then my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, my cousin, and my cousin's daughter, who would also be my cousin, all came over from the barbecue and were like, you're an idiot, you're climbing up a tree and you're going to die. But I wasn't, it was a good climbing tree, I was not going to die. And I'm climbing, 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 get way up there. Start climbing back down, and just before I get back down to the ground, there's a huge rustling in the tree, and a zillion birds start cheeping and and flutter out of the tree. Like a, a big flock of birds had lighted in the tree and then flew back out, and there was a sort of tumbling and bonking sound, and a bird, not a baby bird, but like a kid bird or a teenage bird, like a sort right, of fuzzy an adolescent bird. bird. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Fell from the tree bounced off the bed of a truck that was parked near the tree and landed on the ground sort of stunned. Just playing Pokemon. And the women all got very upset and then couldn't... It seemed like the bird could not fly and was hopping about on the grass and all the birds in this flock 
were cheeping loudly at me and at everyone trying to scare everyone away from the bird. So the women got very concerned that the bird had fallen out of a nest because of my climbing and was now not going to be able to get back up to the nest and would be, I don't know, would starve to death slowly in the yard or be eaten by a rat or a raccoon or a snake or whatever eats Mm -hmm. baby birds, adolescent birds. And then the bird started to come to and was hopping, concussed around the, you know, around the yard like a high school football player. And uh, (laughs) the women started to really pour their hearts out for this bird that it was going to die and that I'd messed it. And I could tell they were starting to get contempt for me, like my foolish tree climbing had somehow led to this bird's demise uh, or imminent demise. And I started to get, there's two things happening in the story. One, I guess I have a question. Am I culpable for the potential death of this bird because I was climbing a tree? Like, am I an a-hole for climbing a tree? That's question one. Okay. Because they really seem to think that I was. I really felt that I was communing with nature, climbing a tree, and that was totally chill. Mm-hmm. Um, two, and, and it kept getting worse because, like, the bird was not getting anywhere. And everyone was like, I guess this bird's going to slowly die. And we went off to eat. And then after we ate, I went and saw that the women had slowly snuck back into the side yard and were desperately searching for the bird to try and figure out what to do with it. And I looked up in the tree, and there was no nest for at least 35 feet. So if that bird was nesting, I don't know where the hell it was nesting. So I actually don't think it was nesting. And we didn't find the bird again after we ate. So either it was immediately consumed by one of those worms from Tremors that just came up and ate it, (laughs) or once it shook off the concussion, it thanked Will Smith for being an excellent doctor, and then flew away. So I think the bird is living its little birdie existence somewhere, or maybe it died. But my, the other point of the story wasn't just about this bird. It was that as the women were all about to break into tears over this bird that I had sentenced to death, I felt nothing for the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I only felt, felt nothing. <laughs> Be the bird. <laughs> I only felt contempt for the women for trying to stir up feelings of guilt within me. Right. Not Did it make you want to find the bird on the ground and just like like just step on it slowly in front of the in front of the other moms? Kind just of. to finish the job. Yeah, I wanted to like twist its little neck and say, There, it's done. Now you don't have to watch it happen slowly. <laughs> and I guess the, the real point of the story and I thought about this, and I feel like Dave's going to definitely agree with me. Todd, I don't know. Now that I'm 40, I feel like I might have some kind of late-onset sociopathy or psychopathy in that I don't know that I feel empathy anymore. Well, maybe or, you, you got to the age where you're just you're done caring about other people's feelings. Like, it's just too much. It's too much of a hassle. You're 40 yeah, years old. It's, yeah, it's like I'm, I'm tired and, and I'm always broke and, uh, <laughs> like I'm always you know the man, you know there's always some a hole boss or colleague like trying to screw me over, and you know we're at the spot in our lives where like it's not the fun 20s and 30s where we party, and we're not successfully retired where you drink all day. You know we're like between drinking ages, and we're just at a spot where everyone's always yelling at you. You know, your kid's yeah. yelling at you and your boss are yelling at you. And, like, all we do is get yelled at. And I feel like somehow I've lost my ability to feel emotions. So I was like, I'm just going to climb on this tree. And then this bird decided to harsh my mellow. 
and make everybody mad at me by falling out of the tree. And all I could think of is how much I want to step on the bird. Not, right. oh, no, this. And I know that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have been so concerned for that bird. I would have put it in a backpack like Yoda, climbed 65 feet up the tree, and placed it in a nest. Right. But it I wasn't don't there. Feel it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, you're not a jerk or anything else for climbing the tree. You're at the top of the food chain, number one. Uh, <laughs> two, I understand, I understand two things. One, the the absolute need that like that is some that's like a Ben Folds song like you climbing a tree and tripping out uh, I get it because there's nowhere to like, sometimes there's just nowhere to go but, <laughs> right. but, so I will go I, I get I've never thought about going up but I will go up this tree <laughs> but I, I will I will say uh, two other things one there was no way the universe was going to let you go up as a 41-year-old man in that tree, come back down, and have nothing happen. <laughs> like, you, you got away with your life, you got away unscathed, but there was no way the universe was going to say, this is acceptable, because it isn't. Not, and I, I fully support your right and applaud you for doing it, but I don't. I I I don't think any forty, you know, forty something person can climb a tree, come back down, and not have something happen, right? Um, the other thing is the one thing I want to point out: all these women that were so upset about the bird dying uh, were so upset that they then went and had a big meal. <laughs> which I think is wonderful that they filled their stomachs with food, probably food that was related to the bird. Yes, much of what they filled their stomachs with was was bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it was bird that was killed out of their sight. It was bird that was that was you know stuffed full of antibiotics and. Born and bred in misery with its feet cut off. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That if it could have written, it would have only needed to write the words, kill me. Right, right. It, it scratched out, <laughs> kill me in Morse code, <laughs> in the one inch of, of space that it had to walk as it you know nestled against its mother's corpse on a giant <laughs> pile of feces. Yeah. Right. Like in The Revenant, whenever he sleeps on his dead son. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie was like all shots of Sky and one shot of him sleeping on his dead son. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think first of all, you can't. This bird, if it was adolescent, right? You, so, uh huh. But ha, do you, could it fly? It eventually flew away. I mean, that bird. Okay. that bird got away. So what the heck was it this just, bird it looked doing? Like, what was this bird doing that it couldn't recover partway down and go? Oh, I should start flapping my wings. That it just kept tumbling down, you know, hitting branch. I could just pick. You know, I'm, I'm picturing it. I guess like a cartoon where it keeps hitting a branch and then a branch and then a branch and a branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of the bird's fault, right? His, oh, a bump bird. rises out of its head. Ooh, yeah, like that. Right. I wonder. Well, if it was it, definitely. It was a new flyer. I think. Yeah. Sure. I wonder if it was, but... I'd well, sometimes they get stunned. Yeah, you maybe... Know, you ever seen a... Maybe yeah. the, the you climbing up the tree made all the other 
tiny birds panic, and that one just got pushed out of the nest or whatever. Right. But birds are light. They have hollow bones. They're meant to, you know, I'm sure that the falling didn't do a whole lot to it. And like you said, it shook it off, and it flew away. Also, it's a. it was like just a crappy nature it was bird. A, it was one of those was crappy <laughs> birds. It's an everyday bird. Crappy Chicago finch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a, a spotted owl. Or the last passenger pigeon fell out of this tree. Yeah. It was just like a there's you know, a millions of them. Robin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's funny how we, when there's millions of animals around, and like we might get annoyed because there's a whole flock of birds in our yard, you know, tearing up our grass. But then if there's one bird hurt or one bird there, then you you feel for that one bird. But you're you're more than willing to like kill an entire nest of rodents or something, you know. Of of mice that might live in your yard or something like that, because mm-hmm. yeah, you're killing right. you know you're killing an entire family of of mice. But then if like one little bird fell out of a tree, you want to you mm-hmm. want to stop the world and nurse it back to health. Right, right. But you there's... find one one injured bunny on the side of the road. We're so selective uh, on what you'll, we you'll feel take sorry it in, but for. you'll yeah you'll put uh, cyanide pellets out in your yard for. Rabbits and gophers and everything <laughs> yeah. else kill dozens yeah. of if them. The rabbits eat eating eating your your green peppers. It, it must die. Right, <laughs> right. but like, the bird I, like, that I fell love the tree them. needs to be needs to be bottle fed by you until it can it, until it can return to the wild. <laughs> right, until it doesn't want to leave. <laughs> you have to throw rocks at it. No, you got to get out of here. <laughs> mean to it. <laughs> Right, I'll watch. I'll watch chipmunks crawl up on my deck, and you know, look around for crackers and stuff that the kids leave. You know, and I'm, aww, you know. But if Fonzie gets a hold of a chipmunk and death shakes it, <laughs> him, he and I jump up in the air and high five. Like it's <laughs> it's such a weird dichotomy. I think I circumstances. Watch. You know, we we're suckers for circumstances, and if right. if the circumstances aren't mm-hmm. in our favor, then. Than to hell with with the the life of the others, you know, of of other creatures around us. But as as soon as it, uh, what am I trying to say? As soon as it doesn't harm us in any way, then we're willing to, you know, then then we want to. I don't know if we're trying to look, trying to make up for all the bad things we do to animals by caring for one little bird uh, that falls out of a tree. But I'm a sucker for that too, though. I mean, if I found if I found a baby bunny in the yard, I would want it to, you know, I'd want to to save it and make it go free. Uh, but I'm so pissed at the bunnies that are eating our flowers and our vegetables. I'm, yeah. I, I'm assuming they're two different bunnies. The cute bunnies can't be the ones doing it because they wouldn't do that to me. I'm so nice to them. They're my no, the friends. ones eating the vegetables are uh, like have hunchbacks. Yeah, they're evil bunnies. They only come faces, out at night. I've never seen them before. Goatee. Right. We have weird concepts of scale as well. Like if somebody built a, a mire or a target across from your house... And killed the habitat of thirty deer. You'd be like, "All right, target's going up," but like one rabbit in your yard that's injured, you'll put it in a sink and wrap a blanket around it because, like, we can't we can't conceive scale in our head. So one one injured anything is fine. Mm-hmm. Dozens of endangered something is like I don't know what that is. Get well, do away with that. Case in point, our our town hired sharpshooters to come in and kill ninety deer. In our town, we have too many deer. They just all they just throw themselves in front of cars all day. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and yet, two days ago, in the middle of the day, I had a 
a fawn, little, little baby deer, still with the spots all over it, by itself, run through my yard in front of me and my kids and my wife. And we were all terrified that it was alone and was going to get hit by a car, which really is the best thing that could happen because we have, there are too many deer and it's going to starve to death. It's not because that, that deer is not going to get picked up by deer DCFS and put in a foster home. <laughs> it's going to get, it's going to starve or it's going to get hit by a car. So it just needs to go out onto the highway. So you should have, what you should have done. And I'm sure you guys all had like a magical moment where you like stared at it and, you know, and then the girls put out strawberries for yeah. it all night, like some kind of deer Santa. <laughs> but you should have run to the garage and jumped into Plymouth and run it down right in front of your house. Ingles on the move. That's Running right. down Bambi. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I should have done. And it's, I think that's grandfathered in. Like, like everything else with the 64, like mm-hmm. anything that was legal in 64 or that cops would sort of look the other way on. Uh, like, I, could, I think I could run down an animal. You probably run down a hobo. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, not a judge in the land could convict you. He'd say, "Were nope. you in a '64 Plymouth?" Yes, I was, sir. Go with God, son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sirree, Bob. Hey, folks! You're already shopping Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. When you want to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com. Type in what you're looking for. Buy it. Amazon sends us a portion of their profits, and we use that money to pay for this show. And I know what all three of us are going to get for Thanksgiving from Thanksgiving Claws. And we're going to get that little that little Nintendo. Oh, yes. With 60 bucks, 30 games hardwired into it. Looks just like an old NES, but smaller. And it's got all three Mario's. It's got um, non-Mike Tyson Punch-Out, mm-hmm. Sight Bike, Kid Icarus, all the classics. Yeah, I, I've even told the kids it's not, it's, a, it's not going to be a present. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pre-order it as soon as it's available, and it's gonna come, and it's gonna be for me. So don't put it on your Christmas list because I'm already buying it. When it, when is it uh, coming out? Thanksgiving? Say November, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm hoping that um, Amazon does a pre-order thing so I can get it locked in. I just I hope it's as good as it sounds. But even just the titles, I mean, I I, I was worried it was going to be a bunch of stuff I would never want to play. But there's a there's a, a enough things on there that I want to play to make me want to spend sixty bucks between just between Tecmo Bowl and uh, <laughs> I love Tecmo Bowl. It's so fun and you know Gradius. It's got Gradius. I love oh, Gradius. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a good, it's a good list on there. Now, they, I see they already have you set up to spend more money because you only get one controller. So if you want to play any two-player games, you've got to spend some money on a second controller. It's 10 bucks more, so it's 60 plus 10 plus tax. So you're already at 80 and, bucks. And it doesn't look like it's wireless, which could be a problem because when we had NESs, we also had, like, 12-inch TVs. So the console would be right up against the TV, and then we'd be right up against the TV to so we could see the picture. But... Now you've got 60-inch TVs. You've got to be like 12 feet away. So are the cables going to be long enough for you to sit 12? Because the, the unit needs to be hooked to your TV, and then the remotes need to hook up to the console. So are they right. going to have 12-foot cables I mean, Even on a it? little kid's bedroom has a 55-inch TV in it. Like even the, yeah. you know, even the TV you hook up to the backsplash in the kitchen is like I 75 know. inches. So I you guess you need a 12. Girls room. You need, right, one for each kid. 
Yeah. They can watch watch whatever they want to watch. One one sits next to one TV looking across the room at their TV and then vice versa. Right. They actually yeah, they actually sit crisscross and they <laughs> because they're siblings, they, they don't ever want to watch. They my kids it's almost like they're defying me. They never agree on anything. Anything. I could say who wants to live and who wants to die, and one of them would pick life and one would pick death. They, they'd never agree on anything. So there's no way if they had two televisions in their room, they would ever be on the same channel. It, it is mind-boggling. I don't know if you've run into this toddler. But, oh, yeah. Well, so what do you need, a 12, 12 foot HDMI cable? Well, either that. Because, well, no, I think that's the wrong solution because you're, yeah, you a long HDMI cable, but then you still have to plug the console into power. So then you need another long power cord. So I think the console needs to stay by the TV. You need really long remote cables, you know. Mm, but they don't make those. Well, I'm hoping that the one that comes on it is is long enough to sit back. Why aren't they wireless? Everything's wireless. You know what I mean? Because they want like that, that old school that. Right, exactly. Uh, I need to have the cable. The cable doesn't affect how the controller feels, except like when your little brother tripped over it while they were trying to walk past you while you were just <laughs> about to complete, you know, World 8-3 or whatever in Super Mario Brothers. You're like, oh, exactly. You, you finally get past that hammer brother on 8-3 uh, and you're going to go go fight Bowser and then, uh, yeah, you know, your brother gets up to get another clearly Canadian and trips over the wire. <laughs> Which pulls the console out of the entertainment center and unplugs it, and that really was that really was the best. And I don't think I've I don't think I've actually had that. I just had a visceral reaction to to that. It's like a a, a, a fifty pound kid tripping over a wire that ripped fifteen cords out of a wall <laughs> and like and like jarred the television and everything went like the screen went to snow. <laughs> the last 35 minutes of your life was a total waste and then yeah. you gotta go back there where everything's covered in dust and figure out what's an audio in and what's a video out yeah i i'm excited about this i had heard about it and i we were always late to the game on on all of these uh game consoles but uh i am pretty excited to, i think this will be a good way to get my kids brainwashed into video games Maybe yeah, between You're right, because it's, it's a good access point. I don't know if it'll it be is, hard yeah. or easy. Like, will Metroid still take 4,000 hours to beat, or will it be a walk in the park now? Well, someone told me that there would be, in these new games, uh, or this new version, there would you'd be able to save games in progress more, whereas you really couldn't do that, right? Like, you always had to start the game from the beginning yeah. and win it. You had to play until you win it. There was no, I'll finish this later, right? Mm-hmm. Right, most, right. Most, well, not until they started having the little memory card slots in the Super NES, right? When you could actually save a game. I think some games you could save, or you could get that Game Genie. That might let you skip to, skip to certain levels. Oh, Game, game Genie, yeah. Genie. Oh, my God. That's just a big cheat code, code generator, wasn't it? Just bypassed levels and stuff. You could beat games, but then lay in your bed and realize that you never really You never did game. anything, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I just, yeah. What have I done with my life? I'm 11. <laughs> just a lie. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy and helps other listeners find us. And read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever you remember to use your words. And now it's time for This Crappy House. That's where that moisture they found in the basement means designer Hillary can't expand the ensuite. 
Oh, <laughs> gosh. It's, I, I just can't watch the show because it's so predictable in that way. It's like, okay, here's the problem they're going to have. Here's where they're going to find an issue. That, that show especially because they over, like there's always a blowout between the, the homeowners and Hillary, and she's always left shaking her head going, well, I don't know what to tell them. And uh, <laughs> so anyway. Now, I, I he heard on that show. Rock, scissor, paper. Yeah. They just played rock, scissor, paper in the backyard to decide who was going to pretend to be pissed off, yeah. even though they're, they know they're getting massive amounts of free labor. <laughs> well, I, I read that they record both, both endings all the time, and just the producers get to pick whatever they want based on how the wow. ending is going and the drama of it. So they record, like, if Love It or List It, they record the homeowners saying both things, and they don't really care what they do. Wow. I think in most cases they always keep it because they get free, like you said, they get free labor and they get their renovations for just the cost of materials. It makes total sense because they, I mean, when, what was it? They probably told this story 15 times, but uh, when I had a friend, my buddy Nate was on a reality show, and he was in his boxing match, and they uh, asked me to talk about how he did. And I said, yeah, he, you know, he did great. He got his butt handed to him. And they said, they're like, okay, uh, all right. So could you say that again? But this time, could you work in the phrase he realized his dream? I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, I, I realize how this works now. And that was like back in like 2002, like when all this stuff was sort of getting started. I'm like, oh, yeah. I see. It's all just BS. All right. Yeah. Great. Our, uh, we have, we bought a house three years ago. It's built in 61, um, and it, you know, it's like 1,300 square feet plus a basement that mm-hmm. is has me in it and toys right now. Um, <laughs> and, and ever since my wife moved into this house, uh, she walked into this house the first time and saw something and saw something in this house. And so every few months... There's a new project, and it started, really got going. We, we ripped wallpaper off of every wall. We pulled carpet up uh, in, you know, to reveal hardwood throughout the house. And, and then last summer, we knocked out the walls between the living room, kitchen, and dining room. So now we have like one big space in the living area. But everything we do, it's two steps forward, one step back. Everything, because it's all very expensive, and we don't have a ton of money, um, and so we can only afford. I don't know how anybody renovates a kitchen. Everybody renovates <laughs> their kitchen, but I don't know how anybody <laughs> renovates their kitchen because I it costs like with a contractor so, and like right, people doing the work and all at once, <laughs> where it doesn't take once, three years. It doesn't take three years because we're doing it piecemeal, and it's like we left to go to. Uh, my sister's wedding, my sister got married uh, in St. Louis. And so while we uh, were out of town, we decided to have the whole house is hardwood. And it's not because we're fancy. It's just because that's what they did in the 60s. They just threw hardwood down, I guess, because that's what was considered the cheapest. But we didn't have it in the kitchen, which is like 120 square feet. So we decided to throw down hardwood and have it, you know, matched and all that stuff. So we did, and we got back, and we got a new, and then and we tell the guy, all right, we're going we're, we're gonna to get a new dishwasher. So make sure that the hardwood goes in beyond 
the the kick plate because yeah he's like oh and you're you're talking to these people you know it's their job on one hand you don't want to sound insulting mm-hmm. like on one hand you don't want to be the guy like you don't want to be the person that makes them roll their eyes you know what i mean yeah but like, they're always going to do the least amount of work possible so you need to tell them those things we get in. It looks great. We get home. We're happy. We're walking around in our socked feet for a week and, you know, <laughs> pretending that nothing's ever going to happen to the floor. And then, you know, five days in, we're like, ah, screw it. And we got shoes on and we're mm-hmm. just throwing hammers around. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we got a new dishwasher and had it installed. And there's about an inch and a half of the old tile sticking out where he didn't go far enough in. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're still, like, we've been having the guy come in who, who helped rip the walls out, or helped do the electricity to the walls, and so he can do the, come sand the ceiling, and then... Sand get, the ceiling? Well, uh, where the walls... For him to do? Where the walls were ripped out, we had to put drywall in, and then mud it, sand it down, to prep it so because we have a popcorn ceiling we had, but we brought in a a guy today uh, a painter and he's like uh yeah they don't do popcorn like that anymore <laughs> and we're like yeah i know it's a really good job right he's like no no you don't understand they don't make that type of sand to do ceilings anymore we can't match that mm-hmm. <laughs> so my ceiling oh. has spots on it that are flat because they've been mudded and sanded and 97 percent of it is popcorn ceiling that can't be matched or at least you know now i'm gonna have to go through eight people until i find the one guy who can match it but everything and like next year we're gonna i we're gonna my wife decided she wants to do ikea uh kitchen cabinets and that's gonna be i think next year hopefully will be done it'll be like a three summer process so it's everything from the floor to the ceiling everything is like two steps forward one step back and sometimes honestly it's one step forward three steps back and it's like that's but that's like my brother dirk just bought a new house and i mean turnkey just like walk on in Mm -hmm. and uh, he doesn't have to and that's great and I, 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 I'm very happy for him. <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta replace the freaking uh, shower curtain today. I gotta go buy a shower curtain. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a shower <laughs> curtain. I'm like, I've yeah. got to, I've got to replace the roof. Yeah. So, but you know. You know, when I bone. moved in here, that's all the stuff I had to worry about. It was like, oh, you know, it's it's the it was all cosmetic stuff. I and know, now right. that the house is ten years old, there's starting to become issues. You know, like we had a our air conditioner broke, and I had to have an air conditioning guy out, and I got completely ripped off. I got charged four hundred dollars for an eighty dollar fix uh, because I didn't know any better. Our roof shingles are starting to come off in storms now, which obviously wasn't a problem wow. the first ten years we owned the house. So, yeah, it's getting to the point now where instead of just finding shower curtains, you know, re- replacing shower curtains and 
the little what you'd call maintenance fixes. I got to put a new air filter in today, you know, in the in the furnace. Yeah. Uh, now I got to think about well, the windows are really in bad shape, and I got to get new windows. Or now I need to think about a new roof because the roof has fallen off. So even though the house is ten years old, which tells me that this house was not built very well, that after ten yeah. years it needs a new roof and new windows and new air conditioner, and uh, everything expires. Everything everything seems to expire after ten years. Our the air windows... conditioner was less than a year out of warranty when it broke. It's like they, oh it's like they build the parts to break right after the warranty expires. We got a new fridge. Yeah. <laughs> we got a new fridge in August. And it's we got it from Best Buy. And Best Buy, uh, you if, if they have to fix it three times, they give you a brand they new They burn one. your house down and kill your family. <laughs> uh, and it's we're on the second time they've had to come out to fix the refrigerator. And I know the third time is going to be, uh, yeah, one month past the warranty. By the way, my, so you know what my you do. Windows... You have to break it on purpose and make I them know. come out and re- replace it before that f- warranty runs out. It's like I got hit with a baseball bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, my windows are fifty-five years old. These are original windows. The the people. Oh my god! I got ten-year-old windows that I've got to replace. Like half the windows in the house right now. I if there if there's a breeze uh, in Illinois, I can feel it. Because it is, yeah, they're just, it's, it's quaint and they're beautiful. They're Anderson. Like this, the, the, the window is gorgeous. Like it makes me sad that, well, sad for a number of reasons, sad because it's going to, I'm going to have to sell one of my children to pay for all new windows in this house one day. Cause there's no one is going to buy this house without new windows in it. Yeah. But then you'll have well, an extra TV in their bedroom after you sell one of the girls. So you know, that's a well, bonus TV then. Oh, yeah. Then my wife and I can up. have two TVs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on with me, I suppose. Just a lot of house stuff. We decided to leave the I lawn feel... alone. And... <laughs> for for the, forever? So it just looks like an abandoned No, I, t- I, I, I decided a uh, moratorium on landscaping. landscaping. You did a like lot this... of landscaping. Yeah. And all I've done is uh, put poison down to kill bugs. Um, I kind of feel like houses that need that much work aren't worth, <laughs> worth living in. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like why don't you just go out and like live in the woods and build your own thing from scratch then if you have to spend that much time working on your house and your landscaping. Well, uh, maybe that's just cuz I'm spoiled that I, I bought a, you know, a, a turnkey well, house yeah. like your brother did, but I feel like the minute my kids move out of the house and are in college and no longer need to live with us, the first yeah. thing I want to do is look for like a maintenance-free townhouse or something where people mow the yeah. lawn and shovel the snow. And if the siding needs to be replaced, they do it. If the windows need to be replaced, they do it. And I just need to live I there. I think it's called a nursing home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least uh, if someone, yeah. if I need to wipe, assisted if my, living. If my butt needs wiping, someone will do it. If I fall hey, out of bed and can't get my up. My applesauce needs to be chewed. Yeah, someone will do it. <laughs> my IV needs to be changed. Somebody will do it. You might call it assisted living, but I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I call it home. I call, you call it assisted living. I call it home. No, it really is luck of the draw, right? I mean, when we moved here, this is the house we could afford. And my wife and I are... We we like the era of the house. We like the style of the house. 
and the bones are good. It does, you know, it's not this house that it doesn't leak. It doesn't. The interesting thing about it was that it was a model home. So they they built the heck out of it. When they built it, it's just that everything's really old. So it doesn't shake. It just needs certain things need to be replaced. I mean, and by certain things, I mean everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah if you strip it down to the studs and remove all the everything, it's a good house. The the house is so old, the studs, like when you rip out the studs, they're they're not they're, they're bigger than studs in a house today. So you can't actually they're like five quarter. Right. They're like they're not they're not two by fours, like yeah. true two inch by four inch, mm-hmm. but they're they're more than you know, one and three quarter and yeah, you know, two and a half or whatever it is. One and three quarter and you gotta have Amish families hand plane your lumber to match. I saw an Amish family not a, well, I guess it was a family, they were their husband and wife, getting they were at a gas station and they got out of a minivan and they pumped gas and then they got back in I watched all of this as I was fumbling <laughs> For my phone to take videos and pictures, and I couldn't do it. Uh, I was also ashamed of myself that I was trying to do that. Um, and as I was filled with shame, I watched them drive off into the sunset. Well, they've got to um, they've got to deliver all that furniture they make somehow. They got to take those fireplaces somewhere. <laughs> take those fireplaces somewhere. <laughs> those Amish hey, fireplaces. Amish fireplaces. Have you ever seen the, make... the ad for those in the magazine? No, it's so I've fake. The... It's so photoshopped, but it looks like it's. It's Amish people making fireplaces. Aren't they? Aren't they f- fake? Aren't they faux fireplaces? Like, don't they run on electricity? Now I gotta look this up. You gotta look it up because I'm pretty sure that they're faux fireplaces made by the Amish, but they plug in. But the 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 photo from the magazine just looks so fake that they're definitely not Amish people building fireplaces somewhere. Well, all the Amish that I've ever come across, known, lived around, even back home, uh, they could ride in cars. And they could, you know, work. They Maybe they couldn't. have a self-driving car, so then they don't oh. have to. Right. See, okay, think... lower your heating bills. A handcrafted Amish wow. electric fireplace. That doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, it's the worst Photoshop I've ever seen. And it's the same fake fire no matter what ad you look at. Yeah. I like the one of they show, like, the women wiping them down. And all the perspective is off, like the scale, the angles are off. It's all Photoshop. But, yes, they're Amish electric fireplaces. How do they test them? They can't plug them Guess in. Guess is as good as mine, English. <laughs> it, it's a hand crank electric fireplace. It's like you just want it. You're getting the same. And they sell them at, like, Walmart. There's nothing ethical or, or folksy or charming about this. You just like the idea. No, you buy them out of like, the Sunday magazine. What's the Sunday parade, right? Wow. They're in the so back of Parade, reading, Parade magazine. Finish reading the reading uh, the Wizard of Id in the in the funnies <laughs> and Broom Hilda and then you order one of these Amish electronic fireplaces. <laughs> right. Like, these aren't the kind that you see on the side of an interstate uh, with a with a bunch of Amish picnic tables and swings. No, that's Amish furniture. These are Amish fireplaces. Yeah, these are like these, these Amish people are in someone's basement chained to a radiator. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one has a touch screen. It has an Amish <laughs> touch screen. Hey, yeah. if you're gonna buy a touch screen, who better to get it from than the Amish? Social media isn't just for erotic campaign logos, it's also for us. 
Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at the Paternity Test, and on Twitter at the Dad Test. What's this about? Erotic, Erotic campaign, campaign logos. Oh, because, yeah, the Trump and Pence logo, you know, the T penetrating the P. The original logo they put on their website showed the T penetrating the P. And so people made all kinds of GIFs and animations of it, like of of the T uh, forcing itself. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And so within 24 hours, the Trump wow. campaign completely scrubbed their website of the logo. Wow. That is... Amazing. The whole the whole rollout of the vice president thing was so jumbled between like the name getting out and then him trying to get out of it and then him you know <laughs> saying well I guess I'm stuck with him and then them then them settling on this logo that was immediately turned into tons of vulgar jokes and animations which are hilarious. It's also uh, there's tons of TP is in toilet paper. Yeah. There's like a roll of toilet like and the, there's the. Beavis saying TP for my bunghole. <laughs> TP oh, for my bunghole. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, that'll make a good T-shirt. Uh, you can also send us a question or a comment for the Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. Oh, yeah, there it is. Look at your phone, Dave. You got your phone with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I can't believe they did that. Like, I can't believe they all, like, no one, no one looked at that and said, hey, should we tell him that, that T is going into that? He's surrounded by people who would never tell him something, anything, that something contrary, you know, that would ever yeah. say, hey, this might be a mistake or you could be wrong here. That's not how he works. They, I just love the way he says certain things. Like, there's a headline today I read where, you know, they were asking him about his decision making and he said, that he needs very little knowledge to make decisions. Wow. <laughs> well, I need very so little knowledge to make decisions. I make all the best decisions. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need any knowledge. He said he loves the uneducated. I love the uneducated. Mm-hmm. Well, the right. T and the P don't make sense either because they're blue and they take up a whole left side of the flag. Yeah, it's just, it make, just stupid. Like put a little bit, put five more minutes into that, you know. Like, you know what? Think ever since, it. ever since Obama had his awesome, like that, hope. that awesome, awesome, yeah, like the O and the the field and the, you know what I mean. Now everyone's got to look. This is just just right. Trump well, did you see that Hillary's uh, logo is the Barry Goldwater logo, that H mm. with an arrow? I mean, it's uh, weird that you would just. Knock off a conservative logo from the '60s. Oh wow! Well, I guess. I mean, it's an arrow. I mean, if it was evocative of something that made, you know, if it was your party, you know, if she like wanted a, I don't know, Kennedy logo or something, I get it. But like, it, it's just strange. I mean, it's a good logo, but that's a weird, weird choice. I don't understand it. First of all, the, the arrow is going to the right, and which is evocative of conservatism or at least republicanism or whatever. I don't understand what it's supposed like. We're moving to the right. We're moving it's, forward. Uh, moving, I think it's forward, like left to right, you know, in that direction forward. Right, so. which is racist because some people read right to left. Yeah, it's it's anti-Semitic, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, Hillary. 
anti-Semite. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they're out of ideas. Now it's time for Health Beat, where you should probably sit down for this news. <laughs> Get your affairs in order. Well, I <laughs> or to, don't. I, I don't understand why people say that. You should get your affairs in order. Uh, why? 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 Yeah. <laughs> Much rather watch television and let someone else get my affairs in order when I'm gone. You call that not my problem. <laughs> yeah. The night of is on, and it's amazing. <laughs> um, sorry, Todd. You were saying? So my wife has been... She she During the school year, She you know things got very busy, and she felt like she stopped working out, got out of her routine, and wasn't happy with herself i mean she's run half marathons and done try to stay in shape and she's done much better than i have so i would never say hey when are you going to start running again or anything like that like i she could never exercise again in for the rest of her life and she'll have exercised more than i will for the rest of my life like, no, i have nothing to say but she wanted to try something uh, that a friend of hers was trying it's some kind of a uh, you know, it's a meal supplement. There's there's all kinds of things. There's shakes. There's uh, cleanses. You do cleanses a couple of times a week and drink some sure. certain teas that flush out the toxins and realign your humors. So I'm like, yeah, do it. Like, you know, you want to try it? You know, she, and, and so she, she, she ordered it. It came. Uh, she started doing it. It really worked well. It was like a 21-day fix or something, 30-day fix. I don't know, 47-day fix. I don't know, but she's fixing and it's been effective. Like she definitely has lost weight. I have no. It's noticeable. She's noticed it. She's much happier. Uh, you know, she's got jeans that fit. She hasn't worn for a couple of years. She's exercising and she's happy. But she also doesn't. She eats food. She eats regular food. Interesting that you say uh, pants she hasn't worn in a couple of years. Not pants that she hasn't worn since before the baby, or pants she hasn't worn in twenty years. But well, because she got. Very thin. Uh, she, you know, uh, a few years back, she was when she was doing the half marathons, right? She, she even said I should give it a try. I, you know, I'd probably like it. The shakes are taste fine, and you know, she feels better, uh, energy wise, stuff like that. She's. I, I worry a little bit about the eating because she's. I'm like, don't you want to eat some normal food? And she does. She, you know, but it's like one normal meal and then a couple of shakes and then these cleanses. Uh, you know, she'll do like a cleanse day, where she doesn't eat much at all but these shakes and all the supplements and so i'm assuming she's getting all the nutrients she needs through all this all the all the powders that she's mixing together right Um, and the vomiting and all the vomiting yeah brings all the nutrients back up so you can have them a second time right if you do want to lose a lot of weight there is a powder for that (laughs) yeah it's cheap these days too it's not like the 80s no not at all but she's trying to avoid you know the junk food which is hard because it's still around the house a little bit. I feel bad because the kids want to have dessert. Every, you know, we have dessert. and so. But she doesn't want the stuff in the house because she's tempted to eat it. I should be nice and get rid of it, but I also would like some dessert every once in a while. So everything was fine until I got the credit card bill. And I realized that one month supply of this stuff is over $300. Oh, you're going to have to kill Oh, my God. Life. And so is, is my wife's happiness worth <laughs> 300 nope. Dollars a month? <laughs> no way! No, dude. No, no it's called. You, you know what? Spend half of that money and buy her some running shoes. Like seriously? <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> it's all BS. Like, eat less, run. Like I and I know I'm not one to talk, but that's that's what I've been <laughs> eat doing. Less and run. So no, seriously. But there's no like no. 
Because I thought it was a 30-day... Making money off of your family. I thought it was a 30-day fix, like 30 days, but that was three months ago. Oh, God. So... You're going to have to pick a kid to go to college. Well, I haven't said anything because, I mean, I... (laughs) When I had to go to the chiropractor because I was all screwed up in my I was neck, because I was hurt and I needed to feel better, I you know it cost me like thirteen hundred dollars you know outside of my what my insurance covered for like twelve yeah. weeks of visits and stuff. So it was hard for me to like say, well, you, we can't spend this much money so you can feel better because I dropped thirteen hundred dollars so I can feel better. Uh, A diet plan is not the same thing as getting your back fixed. <laughs> <laughs> they both it's make you feel better. Thing. They both make you feel better. But you know what? What I don't like about it is that it's not sustainable. Like it buying three hundred dollars milkshakes no. through the mail is not it something is you can not. do for the rest of your life. So it's only a matter like until you like when as soon as you stop paying for those ridiculous shakes and eat food again, that weight's going to come back on. That's, that's what I worry about, and that's what I've tried to bring up is that what happens when you like okay, this is a thirty day fix, and we're three months into it. The results are impressive. That's for sure. I just wonder what happens when you decide that you're you're going to get back on a normal diet again. And she'll keep exercising and she'll, you know, but right. it's not, you're right, it's not sustainable. I mean, for $400 a month, you could have a personal trainer come to your house every day, right? Yes. Every day, well, probably. Well, no. But okay. But twice a week. $12 a day. <laughs> <laughs> twice a week, $100 a week, 50 bucks a for session. five minutes. Twice a um, week, though. Hi, you losing any weight? Well, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> you, you, you be you. You do you. I, I can have a, a, a personal trainer text her every day. Right. For just drive by and wave. <laughs> I was on my way somewhere else. You can do it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, whenever the yeah, when the shakes are gone, she's gonna not have the the muscle memory of eating healthy food that she chose for herself, right? Like, she's yeah. she's not going to... No, she's going to have the muscle memory of milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to go... She's going to be driving through BK and Portillo's every day, like, I just... My body tells me I need milkshakes. So... I'll drink I, I your milkshake. Got her chocolate shakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh, God, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I've never looked at it that way, but yeah, it is. You're setting yourself up for for failure. I'm stuck getting the milkshake shakes. <laughs> oh, Todd. You're I drink your $300, Todd. I drink it up. <laughs> There's no way you can win because yeah. she's she's pissed at you if you tell her not to spend 300 bucks. If you stop spending the three hundred bucks, you have a wife who is, uh, I suppose, objectively less attractive. Well, here's what's here's what's funny about it is that, I, and I don't mean that you know, I, I mean you know, she's not in as good a shape, so you can't win. You have to get a second job. We're both very frugal. We do not spend a lot of money except on travel baseball, <laughs> but right. uh, we're generally pretty cheap. And we would we don't splurge. We don't have a lot of. Uh, we just don't. We we try to live below our means, which I guess affords us the opportunity to have a three hundred dollar a month milkshakes delivered to the house. But normally Kelly is so is so cheap. I would not expect her to want to spend that kind of money. 
Right. But maybe because it goes on the card, like she doesn't see the bill and doesn't see the, so maybe it's like doesn't she doesn't get that shock value that I got the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's doing this for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Her second husband. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't afford it. No, nah, well, look, everyone's afforded that. There is nothing that will make people spend money than their own uh, their own weight loss, their own yeah. health, their own ex- you know, exercise regimen, their own whatever you want to call it. You want to call it vanity. You want to call it health. You want to call it just mm-hmm. whatever. Feeling good, looking good, doesn't matter. Yeah, we've got a YMCA membership. We've got a pool membership. Mm-hmm. We, we're members of a couple of places, and it's just because... We, I, my ankles can't. I can. I can barely walk with my flat feet anymore, and so I've got to go to a place where I can exercise. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to spend the money. And you know, if that makes her feel better, and yeah, uh, who might have stand in the way? I mean, if you can, if that's your one thing, yeah. you know, there are a lot worse things. I just, I just can't figure out how a thir- how a thirty day fix takes three months. There has to be a transition. Like I'm assuming, even the people who make this stuff has to know that that they have to be able to transition people off of it. I'm sure they've built in a way for you to stop buying their product and go back to your old life. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably also know that there's a, a ha- you know half life on. How, you know, like you've got the people who sort of forget to cancel it, right? And then yeah. you've got. And most people are, you know, the 30 dayers, and then you've got to, you know, they're probably shocked. They're probably like, hey, what's, what's, this, what's going on in Montgomery, Illinois? There's somebody's been on this for, you see this? What's going on here? It's got to be a mistake. Maybe they what died in a horrible accident and no one's canceled <laughs> their, <laughs> their order. Let's just, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there for now. Give it a few more months. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever bought it this long before. <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to stand on the railroad tracks wearing headphones looking for Magikarp. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS. Tell your friends about the show and consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link, at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, a dead bird on the sidewalk is worth two in the bush. Whatever that means. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs>